we are in a theme called, uh, a series called Developing Depth with Jesus, that God wants every single one of us to step into a greater depth of maturity and uh, understanding of God, not just uh, informational, but transformational so that we are transformed in the image of Christ and we're looking like Christ. And so I want to start today with four scriptures. It's unusual that I do this, but uh, I wanted to just kind of unpack and get a, a real punch for the, the first part of it. For Matthew 7:23 in the message version, I'll start there. It says this, uh, knowing the correct password, saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience doing what my father wills, I can see it now, at the final judgment, thousands strutting to me and saying, Master, we preached the message, we bashed the demons, our super spiritual projects had everyone talking, and do you know what I'm going to say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourselves important. You don't impress me one bit, you're out of here. In the New King James Version, it says, then I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I feel like, I hope you have hope right now in, in uh, all things as after I read those two scriptures. Um, Revelations 3, 15, 17 says this, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I'm rich and have become wealthy and have, have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. The Bible all goes on to say in Daniel 11:32, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Mark 12:30 says this, and you shall love the Lord your God and with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. I felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to break down those four scriptures to, to let you guys know and realize that he is very adamant about relationship that he did not bring forth the kingdom of religion. He brought forth the kingdom of God. Desires us to step into a greater relationship with him. And how do we develop depth with Jesus is through knowing the Holy Spirit. So I wanna talk about how to know the Holy Spirit better. How to know him more. So Jesus, we invite you, we continue to ask of you, Lord, to speak to chant, transform, to change, to probe, to prod, to inspire. Lord, by your word today, in Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. amen. See, our journey could be just Sunday to Sunday, but I thank God that I, I encountered a real God. At the age of 17, I started to, this journey of developing depth and relationship that uh, I was more excited to, instead of going to school or going to uh, football practice, I was more excited about getting home and getting on my knees and, and turning on worship music and spending time ministering to the Holy Spirit. I loved going up to Red Rocks and, and, uh, you know, and, and jumping up one, on one of those rocks, and I know it's against the rules, but I would jump on top of those rocks with my tape cassette. Anybody had a tape cassette? I'd jump up there with a tape cassette, Bible, and, a wa and water and just spend time with the Holy Spirit. I loved walking my dogs, and some of us love nature, and we have some of the most profound nature around us, but I love being with Jesus in nature. I love walking on the beaches of Australia and, and spending time with Jesus. I uh, used to vacuum the church every Saturday night in Brisbane when I was a Bible college student, and for five hours in a 2,200-seat auditorium, I would just vacuum and spend time with Jesus and, and allowing the development of this relationship to form in my life. You see, there's different roles of relationship you need to understand. You see, I have the role of a father in my household. I have the role of a boss. I have the role of a, 
a pastor. I have a role of a son. See, relationships, so there's different facets of, of how we honor and, and, and partake of the relationships and the roles that people have in our lives. And see, the Holy Spirit has a role in our Christian walk. He has a ministry that he wants to partake in to come in alignment with so that we can fully, fully pursue God in all that he's called us to pursue. You see, my father-in-law, I've loved to get to know him, and I've loved over the years that he's just, he's not only been my pastor, he's not only been my boss, but he's also been my father-in-law. And he's, he's proven to me that, that, there, that the, you can accept and honor all these different roles of relationship and see through openness, through vulnerability, through conversations, through understanding, receiving, giving, we can discover deeper depths of who God is through the person of the Holy Spirit. A lot of us think that if we're in this culture of, of do, 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 do. You know, if I just, if I just uh, absorb and embrace this culture of 21 ways of doing, I'll eventually achieve my destination. But the kingdom of God is flipped upside down. It's not doing, it's the development of becoming. It's the becoming of, of God. I, I, want, I don't want to manufacture this life. I don't want to just create uh, visiting moments on a Sunday. I want to create a lifestyle of becoming and developing this revival resolve. See, that, well, revival is not just a puff of smoke. It's not just an explosion or, or three months of every night having a service. Revival is the reviving and awakening of the body of Christ to move into a long-term reformation of looking like Jesus, talking like Jesus, loving like Jesus, and moving into a place we truly are identifying with seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to us. You see, we gotta establish who he is. The Holy Spirit, uh, in your walk, you might have come from a different denomination, different backdrop of Christianity, but today, God is pulling the, 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 the veil, he's, he's unleashing uh, the identity of who the Holy Spirit is. In 2017, we had a, a vision themed over this house that was hearts turning to the Holy Spirit, hearts coming back to the presence of God hungry for who he is, not a mystical force or an impersonal power. See, the, 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 the Father has, has all of the attributes of the deity. Jesus has all of the attributes of the deity. The Holy Spirit has all the attributes of the deity. Just because he points to Jesus, he's no less than the Father, he's no less than Jesus, he is a part of the Trinity. We believe in the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. See, the church has watered it down where it has become God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Scriptures. But we have to come back to the sense that the Holy Spirit was placed on earth. He is our advantage. He is our helper, our comforter, our counselor. He is able to be omniscient, om omnipresent, to bring forth all of the heart of the Father, all that Jesus was, was bringing forth in his ministry upon this earth, in and through you, and in through me. But it starts with relationship. He's a non-material being. He's not physical, he is invisible, he is a spirit. Whenever he's referenced in the Bible, he's referenced personally. He's referenced personally. 
So that means he's a divine person. Within a divine person, there's mind, there's emotion, there's will. There's a sense of feeling. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit can feel. The, the disciples said, they said, hey, we're about to go do this, and it is good with the Holy Spirit. So there's feelings. That means, that means we can excite him. We can celebrate with him. That means, that means we can grieve him. A lot of us in this room, we have felt grief. That sense that it's a sting, it hurts. Ephesians 4.30 in the message says this, it's don't grieve God, don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. He is your greatest gift. He is the one that ushers in salvation. He is, he is phenomenal if we would just understand the divine person and start to pursue, not church, not discipleship programs, not great tingly sensation, emotional sensations in a service or the sing the songs that I like or I love Becky's voice. No, but we pursue the divine person that our motives change. Do you know that you can actually lie to the Holy Spirit? In Acts 5, Peter confronts Ananias because he said, you didn't just lie to men, but you lied to God. That even in our prayer life, if we're trying to hide, like Adam and Eve were hiding, we can utterly lie to God by holding back authenticity. We can quench the Holy Spirit. What is spirit? The, spirit, the word spirit in Hebrew, the word means ruah. It's a primary sense. And in the, in the Bible, Jesus used imagery. And this is why we think he's some mystical force or, you know, Yoda and the Star Wars whole thing. And we think that the Holy Spirit is, uh, you know, the Bible says ruah, which means, uh, means breath, air, wind. He uses sensory images like uh, water for baptisms or oil for anointing or uh, fire. I love the fact that he's called the all-consuming fire. That John the Baptist says that there's one that's coming that will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. That means we're friends with fire. That means when we truly touch the Holy Spirit in our friendship, it's going to convict it's going to sting. It's going to be joyfully painful. See, there's these imageries of cloud and light and a seal and a hand and a finger. And of course, we know the dove that when the heavens were rendered and the dove ascended upon Jesus when he was baptized. But the Holy Spirit needs to be approached as a person. Pastor Yonggi Cho, who's now in heaven with God in his auditorium, stadium auditorium, Back in the 80s and 90s, had a church of over a million people. This, this, this church, literally, uh, he had a seat dedicated just to the Holy Spirit. In, uh, in, in Guatemala, there's a church there. It started in 1994, and uh, they started as a small uh, community, and then all of a sudden, within six, seven years, it blew up to 25,000 members. God was moving in a, Guatemala City is very poverty-driven, uh, but God started to move in such a way that uh, it was supernatural. And they said, you know what? We're going to build the, a building that is going to glorify God, and it's going to take the world by storm. It is one of the largest, in 2011, they built one of the largest stadium churches that hosts 13,500 people on a, a per service. And at the, at the top of the, 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 the stage, they have sound panels that are in line of the, of, the, of the wings of a dove in honor of the Holy Spirit. 
So he's taken everything we've done. And I'm going, hold on, I want to I come back to the motive, the drive, the focus is not of the, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's not the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's not the power that comes forth from power himself, but the person. Can we be the church that focuses our attention upon the divine person, giving him rightfully the place that Jesus assigned him on this earth? John 14, 15 says this, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He will give you another helper. I'm leaving so someone just like me can come and take my place. I'm leaving so someone with the same very nature, the same very essence, the same wisdom, the same strength, the same uh, divine teaching that's coming down from heaven, that same spirit of truth, that helper is going to be with you. You know, I'm not going to go into, uh, thank God, God has delivered me from pumpkin spice lattes in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm now an oat milk latte guy. And uh, so I love my oat milk lattes. And uh, so if I go to order, order an oat milk latte, go and have it. And then I come back to the counter and order another oat milk latte. They're not going to give me a cappuccino on rice milk. They're going to give me an oat milk latte. So in the same way, when Jesus says another is coming, he's saying the same, the same, the same. As just as the disciples walked physically with Jesus on this earth. We have the ability to walk with God. Jesus ascended so we could have this, this prescription of, of the parakletos come and be with you and I. I love it. John 14, 18 says this. It goes on, I will not leave you as orphans. This is Jesus talking. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come, I will come to you. So wait, wait, Jesus, you're leaving us but you're saying another one's gonna to come to us. Yes, I am leaving you, but I will not leave you as orphans. I need to extend what I'm trying to say to you and what I'm trying to teach you in another way. I will not leave you as orphans. Orphans are forgotten, orphans are isolated, orphans are left behind. I will not leave you behind. I will not leave you alone. I will not leave you isolated. I will, I will come to you, I will come to you. So what he's trying to say is the Holy Spirit is now the way to get to Jesus. So if the presence of God hasn't been in churches, where are churches going? If the Holy Spirit hasn't been our main motive, our factor, I'm not saying that we don't, uh, we don't uh, study the Father God. I'm not saying that we don't go after uh, Jesus because we talked about two weeks ago that we are in Christ. But the Holy Spirit's ministry is to reveal Jesus, to testify of Jesus, and to publicly uh, let the world know what he is doing in and through your life. The Holy Spirit. And then in verse 14, 17 says, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So you know, I need to understand this. Basics but profound. He will, abide, he will abide with you and he will also abide in you. So simultaneously, he is at work. So he is with you. He's a companion. He's now rolling with you. He's now listening to what you listen to. He's got the same playlist because he can't leave you nor forsake you. He's, got the, he's, he's watching what you watch. He is, he's rolling. You are his homie. He is moving and dwelling with you. He's, he's enjoying watching you drink that oatmeal latte. He has is, he is, he is never left your sight. This is 
is the Holy Spirit. So with you as a companion, but he indwells in you as the seal of salvation. And see, what I love is that we got to say this, we got to know this. It's like, I just, as a Christian, I just feel so alone. I feel so empty. I feel so forgotten. You know, we have that statement where you matter. If we truly had a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you realize you have never, ever, 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 not even once been alone. That he's forever been walking with you, moving with you. He's our guide, the Bible says, that he guides you into all truth. So out of every decision-making, I, I love that we have teachers to go to or counselors to go to or, or parents or, or a husband or a wife, but could we be the church that goes to the Holy Spirit first as our guidance, as, as, the, as the word of God to, to bring the spirit of truth to us? Could we, could we, be, could we be a church that leans into the intercessor uh, and gets rid of the excuse that I'm not, I'm not a prayer warrior or I'm not a, a part of the intercessory ministry? No, we are praying men and women of God, believers, and the Holy Spirit wants to intercede in and through you if you would just yield to him. He's the author of scripture. He's comforter, counselor, advocate. He's the convictor of sin, thank God. He is the spirit of truth, the spirit of life. He's our teacher. He's our witness. Come on, everything we want in the Christian walk is found in the Holy Spirit. Everything we desire God, I want to be more bold and evangelize. He's our witness. Come on, allow him. Man, touch his fire just a little bit. It will consume you and it'll, it'll drive you to the place. Come on, we have to get a greater hunger for the lost. But a hunger for the lost is not manufactured by you reading another book by an author from Africa. Hunger for the lost is manufactured when in relationship, when you hear the hearts he'll leave the 99 for the one. That he, his heart breaks. That he desires to see all saved. His desire to see Joe Biden saved. His desire is to see all saved. But it has to be through relationship. So the question is, how do I activate this? How do I de daily develop depth? How do I daily develop depth and knowing the Holy Spirit. Number one is write this down. Daily develop an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Notice I didn't say daily develop an informational relationship with the Holy Spirit. We are at where we are at as a church globally is because we've, we've, we've splashed in the enjoyment of the revelation on, of heaven and information but it's left us in a place where there's no transformation and no absolute, complete 180 turn to follow Jesus with all of our hearts. And intimacy needs to grow. See, I don't, I don't pray to my wife. I fellowship with my wife. I want her to know me and for me to know her. That's into me see. We desire to know one another. I desire to see the, 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 the fact that, you know, the Holy Spirit has an intellect. He thinks. The Holy Spirit has emotion. He feels. He has a, a will. He chooses. He's, he's this person. And, and, and imagine, imagine being, the, put yourself in the Holy Spirit's shoes and, and every morning waking up to, to believers ignoring him. 
Every morning waking up and, and there, there's promptings and there's pokes and there's prods of, of share your faith here or, or, or buy that person this coffee or, or do this for that or, or, or there's all these things, but it, it's completely ignored. But daily, we could develop such an intimacy that we move into a place. It's like this. It's like, imagine one of my you know, best friends has this mansion. He's wealthy, and he has a good relationship with a lot of NFL players. Not the Kansas City Chiefs, but just a lot of good NFL players. And um, you know, he has dinner parties, and he has all these NFL players over. And the only reason I'm friends with him is for the relationship with the football players, his influence, and his network. See... Without relationship, we abuse. We go after the, the revelation. We go after the, the miracle. We go after the signs and wonders. We want the power, but we're not pursuing the person who is the power. It's like this. It's like when Peter was uh, at the gates and he saw the, the man begging for alms. And this, this guy starts to beg him for, for money and food. And he goes, I don't got money. I don't got food. But what I do have, I give to you. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, the Holy Spirit says, this is the church. They have legs, but they're not walking in the spirits. They have legs, but they're not walking in the power, being resurrected, standing up and starting to move towards the will of God. But through the might of the, of the, of the spirits, See, through the power of the Spirit, we can accomplish what Jesus wants us to accomplish. We can move to a place. See, this is the thing. We've got to move, we've got to move away from the, the, the sense of, you know, whether I'm, uh, you know, I'm Baptist or I'm Pentecostal. No. Jesus displayed something in the upper room. That was a Pentecostal fire that consumed a group of people and launched the beginning of the church of Jesus Christ, the beginning of the church. So what the upper room looks like is what church should look like. And it's not Baptist or denominational or Pentecostal. We are believers of God. We are sons and daughters of God. And we're moving into a place where the Holy Spirit, we, it can't be, God, I need more and I need to get the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit needs to get you. There's so many Christians that have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't have a lot of Christians. And it comes from a place of a relationship that I've found that we can either, it's, it's the lifestyle we're looking for is a lifestyle daily where we, we, we either yield to sin or we yield to purity. We either yield to, to the flesh or we yield to the Holy Spirit. It's as simple as that. We try to complicate it. It's in, it's in every moment of every day. Today you decided to be in the house of God, in the presence. So you're yielding to the Holy Spirit. You're yielding to the Holy Scriptures. You're yielding for, for God to do something inside of you. And that's what walking in the Spirit is. Because every step, I'm dependent that I put weight on this leg. That this leg is going to carry me until the next step. And this leg is, is going to carry the weight until this next. And it's a continuous, momentous move where daily we walk with the Holy Spirit and we cultivate intimacy. And let me just tell you this. Wherever you're at in your journey with God, one of the signs that follows the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues, praying in the Spirit. And I can contend and I know a lot of people in this place can, that by praying in the Spirit, it has kept the embers of this fire alive and well. That if I could poke and prod and just maybe, maybe take one brick down from that wall of unbelief in your minds, 
when it comes to praying in, in tongues. Acts 2.4 says, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. See, speaking with other tongues keep us, keeps us continually aware of the Holy Spirit's indwelling. The Bible says it edifies us. It builds us up. Man, there's nothing in this flesh to be built up but the Spirit of God inside of me. Man, it fans the flame. It starts to, to, to completely uh, protect me from selfish praying. Protect me from, from uh, wrong motives that, that it's all about me or I want your power. I just want to go to you as a genie and snap, it's done. No, the Holy Spirit. So I pray that you guys are stepping to a place that you desire, that you hunger for the gift of tongues. That you step into a place where the body of Christ, and, 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 and I know, I, I get it. There's a lot of people who said, I've been prayed for and I've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, but I still didn't get it. Doesn't mean that you can't stop hungering for it. Doesn't mean that you can't stop expecting it. You can't stop desiring it. God wants us to be filled. Uh, 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 it stimulates faith. It helps us trust God more fully. It helps us pray. Well, the Bible says we don't know what to pray for, but when we pray in the Spirit, He knows exactly what to pray for. And the gift of tongues is praying a supernatural direct line straight to the heart of God, straight to His ears. The devil doesn't even know what I'm praying when I pray it. Even though I sound like a buffoon to man, I'm praying to the God of the universe. And I really believe in this moment right now. I want to pray. Close your eyes. Put your hands towards heaven. And Holy Spirit, I just pray for a hunger to awaken in every single one of us. Lord, if you need to heal um, some, some, maybe some bad teaching around this, or maybe you need to heal some bad examples in the past of just crazy Christians. Maybe you need to heal that. Or maybe it's healing some of the wounds of past pastors. But right now, let the blood of Jesus just bring healing to every heart, mend every heart in this room, and prepare them with expectation and hunger. Lord, to desire your gifts. Lord, to desire the gift of tongues. Father, it starts in our hearts with a curiosity. It starts in our hearts with, a, with that, that inkling, that little push to say, gosh, what if I want that? And right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would fill every person in this room Lord, gift them with the gift of tongues. It may happen now as they begin to utter, as they begin to pray. It may happen during the worship at the end. It may happen at the time of ministry. It may happen this Thursday. But Father, right now in the name of Jesus, help them replace the win with now, that desire, that hunger for your gifts in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, amen. amen. If I could have Matt out, that'd be awesome. Number two is this. Daily develop a lifestyle of identifying with Jesus Christ. Everybody say, identify. When I was uh, in elementary school, I went to Prospect Valley in Wheat Ridge. And when I was in elementary school, uh, my mom would drop me off in the parking lot in front of all my friends, in front of all their parents. And she would roll down the window and she'd yell every scripture at me. And she said, God loves you. You're gonna have the best day. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Oh, gosh, I love you, Aaron. You know, and, she, and I, I got sick of it, so sick of it. I told my mom to, to drop me off a block away from the school. So I wouldn't have to listen at her yelling at me in front of all my friends and, 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 and making me feel weird. But thank God, as I've grown and matured in the Lord, I've learned that, I'm, uh, I've learned that I need to be unashamed of the gospel. So in other words, uh, if you guys were, uh, heard, I did go snowboarding last weekend. And uh, so not this last Friday, but the Friday before, uh, we went up to Steamboat. And, uh, you know, I wish I had an awesome 
snowboarding accident story that I could tell you guys that I went off this huge jump, came off and hit a rock on my head and all that stuff. But we went up there, had lunch, running our snowboards. And then my father-in-law was driving the truck and he pulled me right in front of Safeway. And uh, I was getting out of the, the truck on six inches of ice. And I touched the ground and literally my feet just went up in the air. The back of my head hit the sideboard of the truck. And, you know, flash of white light. It was hurting, throbbing. It was like, ow, oh, I've never hit my head that hard. And so instantly I just put my, my hands on my head and I started to pray in the spirit. And I started to declare, in the name of Jesus, I will not have concussion symptoms. I will not have swelling, bruising, or any headaches. I'll have a great weekend in Jesus' name. It was throbbing. I had, there was no sign of healing in that moment, but I put my hand behind my beanie and it was just full of blood. Went to the urgent care, there was a two inch gash and uh, nine staples later, went to dinner that night and I was eating and I just kind of had a relapse and I had, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Touched my head, touched the staples. There's no bruising, there's no swelling, there's no concussion symptoms, there's no headache. I can't even feel pain. There was not even a, a, an ounce of pain on my, on my cut. And so it was awesome, you know. It's not the best story to tell, but God uses things like that to humble me. And uh, got the staples out yesterday at the uh, at urgent care at UC Health, and and uh, the doctor walks in, and she goes, "Oh my gosh!" She was really excited. She's probably a lady in her 60s, and she's pumped about life. And she comes in, and she goes, "Oh gosh, you've got amazing hair. That's amazing hair." I'm like, "Well, thank you." And she and she's like, "What are we doing for you today? Uh, you getting staples out?" And she's like, "How'd you do it? Uh, did you have a concussion?" Well, no, I prayed and this is what happened. And I told her the story and she goes, oh geez, what do you do for a job? Well, let me tell you. So I was able to identify with Jesus in one singular conversation. And see, the Bible says the ministry of the Holy Spirit, he cannot come and be fruitful and be unlimited if we're constantly not identifying with Jesus. So in John 15, 26, it says this, but when the helper comes, whom I will send you to the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. John 16, 14, it says this, Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit, he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. See, if you are not willing to publicly identify with Jesus, you will stifle the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, see a lot of folk uh, they, 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 who are not ashamed to be identified with God, but they're kind of ashamed to be identified with Jesus. If you're identified with God, yeah, 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 I love God. I go to church, there's no conflict there. As soon as you identify with Jesus, His death, His burial, His, the, His being raised again, uh, being baptized with Him, as soon as you identify with Jesus, that you're filled with the Spirit of God, that you, that you move in power and might and you pray for the sick and they're healed, as soon as you identify with Jesus, that you can cast out demons, people look at you and the, there's conflict. But why? Because the Satan's entire work, the Antichrist's entire work is to deny Christ 
Christ. And if he can deny Christ in your life, he's going to dissipate presence. If he can deny Christ in your life, he's going to dissipate authority. If he can deny Christ in your life, it's going to dissipate the power of God operating in the fullness of who you are and what God wants to do in and through you. Has to be that we identify with Paul. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Come on, the church should be the loudest. The church should be the proudest. The church should be the greatest broadcasting machine on this earth. We have the greatest news. Remember when I first, uh, 18, senior year at Weirge High, I was one of the captains of the football team, and the the event for that day on the friday you know on the fridays if you guys played football you wear the jersey right so i was my worship team was invited by the power team from the power team you know so they were part they went into our gymnasium and they did their whole thing you know destroying the the phone books if you guys i don't know raise your hand if you never used a phone book literally almost everybody that's awesome but i was playing electric guitar and they just did all their awesome things, the muscle-bound things, and then at the end, they gave the altar call. And oh, how everything changed that day. Publicly, I was identified with Jesus. With that church, I lost friends, close friends, but something stirred and started in my heart that never again, never again, will I reject Jesus that I will live a life unashamed. And the Holy Spirit's like, yes, I can be a part of this. Yes, I can increase in this. Why? Because it's not about you, Aaron. It's about Jesus. And I'm here to reveal Jesus. And if you can testify, if you can identify, and if you can be bold, loud, and proud, man, I can be a part of that because that's my ministry. Thirdly, daily develop a lot daily develop a lifestyle of consistent obedience to the Word of God. Consistent. I, I, did, I was going to put the word extreme in there, and I, I've used that word extreme, like I've overused it, but I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me and say, no, 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 put consistent, because extreme can be overwhelming, but consistent is doable. You know, we can, there's, the, there's a consistency that we can start to build. It's, a, it's like incrementally saving money. Uh, it, it'll cruise over time. It's the same way with the Holy Spirit. If we incrementally start to just go to the Word more, we incrementally start to get consistent in our prayer life more. If we incrementally just say, keep my curiosity aflame and say, come on, I want to know more about the, the gift of tongues. I want to know more about the gift, of, the gift of the Word of knowledge and prophecy. And I want to step into the fullness. I want, to, I want my spirit man to be alive and ready. And if it's consistent in our obedience to the Word of God, in our tithing, in our giving, with our time, our talent, our treasure, when we're consistent, God can develop not depth in a moment, but depth in a lifestyle. And that's when we transform. That's when it breaks the barriers of information and it gets to the heart and it starts the transformation that the Holy Spirit wants so that we can step into all that he's called us to step into. See, he's the spirit of truth. And when we try to fake it as Christians, remember when the Holy Spirit whispered this to me, you know, I was, I was, I was in habitual sin, I was, I was religious, I was prideful. And I, he goes, Aaron, I, I, I can't hang with fake. 
You come to me in prayers, but I'm the spirit of truth. You're not bringing truth, you're lying. So I can't align with that. I can't do anything with that. That's why some of our prayers aren't breaking through. Because utterly, if we're not being authentic, we're lying to God. And he's the spirit of truth and he just can't hang with that. He can't, he can't deal with that. And the, the, we gotta stop trying to camouflage our conversations with the Holy Spirit, with theological uh, revelations. God doesn't wanna listen to that. He wants the reality, he wants real. He wants, hey God, I messed up today. I wasn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't follow that prompting. You know, I had someone, uh, I had someone tell me that they were, they, that on Friday that I hit my head, they were supposed to pray for me, but they didn't. And I'm like, well, thank you. You're the reason I tripped. God can use consistent. God can use a daily development of someone waking up going, God, come on, I'm gonna take another step today. I'm gonna take another step to walk in the spirit. I'm gonna take another step, another chance. I'm gonna step out a little bit more today. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna break that barrier of unforgiveness with my dad. I'm just gonna get on the phone and I'm gonna call him. I'm, I'm, or I'm gonna send that text. I'm gonna do something. Come on, to yield to not the flesh, but yield to the spirit. And when we yield to the scriptures, the holy scriptures, that's when God can work in our lives. Can I I encourage you we have to be a church zealous about the holy scriptures we have to be a church that we're, we can't be obedient if we don't have the knowledge backing our obedience go to the discipleship class go to the holy spirit baptism class choose to yield to the holy spirit and not our flesh we get a new building we have a lot more time it's gonna be awesome let's put our hands towards heaven Holy Spirit, you are reviving, you are awakening. You're filling and you're baptizing and you're moving so profoundly on this earth. So right now in this moment, though there's so, so many hearts ready and wanting you to fill them. So right now, Holy Spirit, we wanna know you. We want you as a divine person, not as someone that can get a, a prayer answered or someone that can get a task done for us. We love what you do for us, but God, we wanna love the person. We wanna fall in love with the person of the Holy Spirit. So we pray, God, that, Lord, you'd help us develop this daily cultivating of intimacy with you. That might be, you know, yielding to purity and. and, and and getting honest with ourselves and authentic and raw and real and saying, God, I don't want to live in that sin anymore. I want to, I want to develop intimacy because, man, that, that sin constantly, it's like tar on the soul. I, 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 want, to, I want to live for you. I want, to, I want to be on fire for you. God, I want to be able to publicly identify with you, share my testimony. I want to, I want to be able to, to, to run this race fully revealing the, to the world what you've done in and through us. And I wanna be obedient, I wanna follow every soft, gentle prod, prompting. So Holy Spirit, fill us now, fill us now. 
lead every single one of us this week into a deeper, greater relationship with you. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, we love you, we love you. Just take 30 seconds. conclude my friend if you're far from God God wants you close he wants you saved he wants you to come home he's knocking on the door of your heart and he wants to bring an invitation to you today online or in this room I want to make sure everybody in this room has had the opportunity to give their lives to Jesus my friend if you look at the cross that's salvation he died for you, he died for me, he died for your sin, my sin, your shame, my shame. Three days later, he rose again, he defeated death. No one thought it was possible, but he defeated death, he rose again. And he wants you to have a relationship with him. All that comes from if we, if we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. If we publicly identify with him today, the Bible says, He'll gift you with salvation. What's salvation? Man, it's, re it's redemption, it's freedom. It takes a stone heart and he makes it brand new. And he gives you the ability to one day go to heaven and be with Jesus. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Maybe years ago you gave your heart to Jesus, but now you're coming back. You're saying, I wanna, I wanna give my life to Jesus again. Or maybe this is the first time ever. And you're saying, Pastor Aaron, please pray with me today. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus right here, right now. On the count of three, we want you to make a bold decision. Bold, bold, bold. Raise your hand, say, yes, Pastor Aaron, please pray with me today. On the count of three, one, two, three. That's you in this place. Just give me a wave, say, yes, Pastor Aaron, please. I want to know Jesus today. I want to give my life. That's you today. Oh, I feel like there's, there's two, two hearts that God's tugging on. Don't be afraid. Be bold. God's knocking on your heart. Awesome. Awesome. Maybe you didn't raise your hands, but God's you just there's that tug, that's that struggle. Come and see me after the service. Let's talk, Jesus, and let's pray. Awesome. Well, church, hey developing depth with Jesus. Let's continue to lean in. Let's continue to surrender. Let's continue to uh, draw near. Let's tomorrow's motive be to know the Holy Spirit. Tuesday's motive to be, know the Holy Spirit. Come to miracle service, know the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's, let's move in the power and the might, the advantage, the helper that Jesus gave us. Amen. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise.